River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Friday episode of Niner Nuts. I'm Dan, here along with James, but instead, super fan Eric coming in clutch. Substitute co-host again. Eric, say hello. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Yes, thank you. Um, I did, I feel like I forgot to thank you um, on yesterday's episode versus uh, Wednesday's episode, but That's thank you right. for coming in. <laughs> it's uh, my pleasure to be here, man. I'm just grateful to be here, so it doesn't matter to me. No, you've you've come in clutch before. Just uh, James will be back next week, guys. We just had a we just had a uh an what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. He had a scheduling conflict. Let's say, let's say that he will be back next week, though. Anyway, uh, for this week's episode, uh, we are going to just discuss how much more difficult uh the road to get to number one has become now. Now that we've had our Midwest nightmare continue with a road loss to Cleveland and now Minnesota uh, as of yesterday. Cause uh, listeners, we were taping on Tuesday. We usually tape on Monday, but, uh, but yeah, no, how much harder is that now? We have the same record as the lions at five and two. Uh, the Eagles are ahead of us at six and one. And we just fell all the way from number one to number three. And I don't know if you have the Lions schedule in front of you, but part of what James and I talked about, excuse me, last week, was that the Lions very realistically could end the season with 14 wins because they have a fairly cakewalk schedule. The Eagles, they have a bit of a gauntlet of a schedule looking at it the other way. They have a very hard schedule coming up for the next like two months, I believe it was. And then us, it's kind of hit, it's kind of hit and miss. We're definitely hitting the harder half of the schedule than the first half of the season, like we discussed with the uh the season uh schedule unveiling i thought our schedule was very back heavy so our schedule could get a lot tougher especially if we don't get our head screwed on right on defense but um i don't know what's it what is the what is the season outlooking like to you now that we're basically we're not quite at the halfway point but we're just about there and we're on this really bad two game losing streak well to me we still control our own destiny uh so i mean that's the good part uh of me, um, because we still play the Eagles uh, coming up in whatever it is, week 13 or whatever uh, it ends up being. Uh, we still control our own destiny. If we can go into Philly and we can beat the Eagles there, um, you know, we'll be tied for two or tied for one or whatever the heck it shakes out to be at that point in time. Um, and then, you know, if we keep winning out, um, you know, we'll be right there at the top uh, come to the end of the season. So, um, I, I'm still fairly confident that if the team writes the ship, um, we can be right there at the top for that number one seed when we get to the end of the season. As you pointed out, um, our schedule is um, it, it's difficult. Um, I was kind of looking through it and I tallied it up in sort of like a uh, what I considered was like a tough game or like a kind of tough game um, kind of thing. And I counted up to we got to like about four um, uh, total tough game, half tough games. Um, the Eagles have about five and a half. Um, and I hadn't gone through uh, Detroit yet, but just kind of looking at it pretty quickly, Detroit schedule is uh, pretty bad. <laughs> they don't, they don't have a lot going on. So um, if the no, Lions they, really, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I mean, they really don't have anything until the last like three games of the season. They've got a game against the Chargers coming up, which I, I, we just talked in yesterday's episode about how the Chargers kind of just like throw up all over themselves all the time. Um, so I don't know if that will be anything or not. But until the last three weeks of the season, when they play Minnesota, Dallas and Minnesota uh, back to back, the the Lions really have pretty much a cakewalk. Um, through the rest of the season. So they're going to be in the mix um, for this. So the Niners are going to have to play and play hard and, and play through this whole thing and, um, you know, do their best. And it could be that they end up chasing the Lions and not the Eagles when all this is said and done, because the Eagles uh, next two months, like you said, Dan, is is really challenging. I mean, they have Washington this week, but after that, their schedule is very difficult uh, going forward all the way to Christmas. I'm just getting the their schedule up now, too. Now I have all three of their schedules up. And um, what you were saying about the Niners, um, which four games uh, really stood out to you? And I'll compare them to if they are any different than the games that I think are the going to be the scariest for us uh, going the rest of the way. Sure. Well, I have the Cincinnati game as as being I, I, so I ranked him as like a one or a point five. Right. So I had the Cincinnati game as a one. Um, I think that's a challenging game for us, especially given how the last two games have gone. I had the Jacksonville game as a point five. Um, I had the Seattle game as a point five. I have Philly as a one. I have Seattle again as a point five, and I have Baltimore as a one. Um, you know, meaning kind of like whether or not I feel like they're you know real you know halfway challenging or all the way challenging. I guess is kind of the way I'm looking at it. Um, the other ones, you know, Arizona. I don't think anything of them. Washington. The Rams, I don't think anything of them either. Tampa Bay, I don't, I'm not worried about them. Um, so those are where I see them having sort of a difficulty and kind of where I'm either really worried is in terms of a one where I think it could kind of go either way or a 0.5 where I'm like, well, I, I feel like we should win, but who knows how it's really going to go. That really be... Well, the Bengals for sure are definitely going to be a big test coming up next week, especially with the Bengals having coming just off a of bye i just yeah i do think i i'm my fingers are crossed we do pull it off and get it together and this will be our get right game but it's still not going to be easy what i'm most scared of looking at the schedule now is um where we're going from santa clara to seattle for thanksgiving night so a short week and then because that's a short week between tampa and them that's four days and then we yeah. go and then we go uh, cross country. There is a there is a little bit of a time gap there, but we go from at Seattle to at Philly to then come back to Santa Clara to face the Seahawks again. I unless unless Seattle or even if Seattle, because I've seen we've seen some years where Seattle is terrible, and then they still kick the crap out of us because Russell Wilson was our equip, our, our kryptonite, like. I never yeah. assume I never assume that the Seattle games will be easy or this or that. Like, no, and we're playing Seattle two out of three weeks in a row. One of them is a Thanksgiving, not just a normal primetime game. It's a holiday primetime game. And then it's going to be super emotional against the Eagles. And then we're going to fly back home to play Seattle again. Like, yeah, that, that could be really that could be a make or break for us having good playoff position or not like that. That stretch is what I'm the most worried about if we want to look at like the big picture. Because no, the the end of the season's not that bad. The Ravens might be the Ravens might be tough, but no, Washington's gonna be fine. The Rams are gonna be fine. Like 
Yeah. You know, that, See, that, I, that bird that bird stretch is going to be real. Could be really bad. I I fully agree with you on the bird stretch there. I think obviously the Philadelphia game is going to be just a, a an unreal game. I mean, I don't even know what to expect out of that game. Right. That's just going to be two teams that right now hate each other uh, and are going to go at it. So I mean, that's going to game is going to be something. But I really think that it could come down to that Baltimore game because. I think it could be at that point in time where they've, you know, let's 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 hope they've beat Philadelphia, so they own the head-to-head record uh, tiebreaker over Philadelphia for the seed, and now they're trying to catch the line, and you know, I think now they're getting to that Baltimore game, and they have to win that Baltimore game to keep pace with that Lions team, and I think that's what it could really come down to is that week. Uh, what is that now? 16, eight. I don't, there's so many weeks in the season now. Week 16 game where they're playing Baltimore there, and they've really, really, really got to win that game to keep pace with a Lions team that hasn't played anybody for the last six weeks and has just been rolling up wins. Dude, that's a <laughs> we have two primetime holiday games. That's the other one. The first one's Thanksgiving at Seattle. And then yeah. thank God the Ravens are at home. But yeah, Christmas night at 830 is the Ravens game. Like, yeah, I was su- I remember being super excited about that. Like, oh, my God, we got two primetime holiday games. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, crap, we have two. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's a that's a really I I agree. That's that's a very realistic way that that can play out is how important that game is going to be. And the Ravens could be. The Ravens could be rolling too. There was no reason for the Ravens to ever not be at their ceiling that they're at with Coach Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. And so when like when they lose games, it's very, very strange. Like that Pittsburgh game, they shot themselves in the foot. So they can. But but no, they could be fighting for the number one seed or just trying to win their division, let alone the number one seed, because their division's a hot mess. So that, they'll probably have a lot to be fighting for too. Well, yeah, I mean, they're five and two right now. I mean, they're tied for the second place in the AFC with the Jags uh, and the Dolphins right now. They're one game back of the Chiefs. Um, So, you know, they're going to be right there playing for the number one seed in their division as well. So that's going to be a critical and crucial game for them just as much as it is for us. Um, If I look at their schedule, uh, let's see. They play Arizona this week, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Chargers, Rams, Jacksonville, then San Francisco. So, I mean, their schedule's not terribly hard until they get to us either. So, I mean, they could be cruising right along, playing for that number one seed, you know, as if Kansas City, you know, trying to catch Kansas City. So, I mean, I think that week 16 game is going to have a lot of real implications because I think Philly is going to fall somewhere in this gauntlet that they have. I mean, they have Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, us, Dallas again. I guess a Seattle team that's feisty at times. But I mean, I think between Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, us, and Dallas again, I there's no way they're coming out of that undefeated. It's just not going to happen. Um, I can see them losing two of those games. I can see them losing at least one to Dallas and probably to Kansas City. At so Kansas, I mean at Kansas City too no less like yeah. oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, they're, you know, at, at that point in time, you know, they're going to be kind of out of the running 
for the number one seed if the Lions are playing how we expect the Lions to play. So I really think that week 16 game is going to end up being more impactful than, than we really realize. Well, yeah, that's assuming we can actually, that's assuming we can actually get this ship right. Like, um, well, yes, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we are painting the, the perfect picture here where the 49ers certainly turn things around and get, and get things going defensively. I mean, we talked about it on, what will be the Wednesday show? I don't yeah, know you guys run that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you came in on a weird. You came in on a weird week. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's. Yes, it is assuming that we get it together again, like we have, because we had that narrative the past two years of where the the old truck, where that slow start team. But then, I'm not assuming that we're going to go on that 12 game win streak now, like we did last year. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. There's so many people in that locker room, though, that could be captains that aren't captains. There's so many people that have been to the Super Bowl, have been to all three of those NFC Championship games. I, Kyle, obviously being there too, all, for all that time. I, I'm going to be very disappointed if there was not a a conversation and some new results or just anything better, like. If we lose to the Bengals only by three, I mean, I don't want us to lose, but it, okay, I'm just, it depends on the way we're going to lose. I, obviously, I can stomach a, one kind of loss better than another loss, but I don't, we need to take advantage of being at home. That's what it is at the end of the day. If we don't finally figure, if we don't figure it out and steer the ship right and make the Bengals look like how they did in the first month of the season, every single one of these games that we're talking about is going to be that much harder. And that bird stretch that I was talking about is going to be absolutely terrifying, like even more so yeah. than it is now. Yeah. Like, I think, I think ultimately, um, I think ultimately these next uh, two weeks, and it's kind of ironic saying that with one of them being the buy um, are going to really kind of determine the 49er season. But I think this next game is really critical. I think that they're, there's going to be a lot of pressure in-house for them to win this next game. I think they're going to feel that they can't go on a three-game losing streak. I think they're going to need to come out and get a win at home. I think this is a, an important victory for them to have. Um, and I think that they're going to see um, and, and know that they're going to And then on top of that, I think that the bye week actually comes at a really good time. Um, I think even if the Niners do lose this game, I think that you know maybe they can just use that bye week to just kind of like just get away and just kind of wash, you know, the the three game losing streak, you know, out of their minds and and wash the stink off of everything and just sort of try to rip everything down a little bit and reset, regroup and kind of refocus and come back together. At the same time, I think if they win this week, I think it's a good jumping point for them to kind of be able to say, okay, good, we got some things going, we got some momentum here, let's get everybody back, let's get everybody healthy, let's regroup and let's find our groove for the final backstretch of the season. So I think the bye comes at a pretty opportune time for us this season, win or lose, I think it makes it beneficial for us, but I think really getting a win this week is going to just end up being obviously the the better outcome duh um but i think it's <laughs> yeah. just very very critical for them uh to be able to move forward because i think I, I think they have to hit that i think they have to hit that bird stretch as you want to call it um you know com coming into that w with a series of wins I, I think we have to be so we're what are we five and two now so i mean we would need to be six and two seven and two eight and two i think we need to be eight and two 
headed into that bird stretch of games um, for it to really be impactful and to be able to carry the meaning that we want to have. I think so too. Um, I agree though with you, with your point that you're making about the bye week even before we got to this point where I wasn't expecting us to have a, uh, a two game losing streak or to be three and four like we were last year. But, um, but no, just the taste that we have in our mouth right now, um, especially it's very nice now that we had it like right in the middle. And I thought that before the start of the season, like, Oh my God, we have a week nine by with that, with the awkward, uh, 18 weeks of the season. Now, um, literally right smack in the middle. I, without even knowing how the season was going to go, I love that. It's not, week it's not week six like some teams had it's not week 13 like some teams have like no as long as it was eight nine ten like one of those three weeks like that's what i wanted and we got it right smack in the middle but that you were gonna say you were saying too no that's that better be the motivation for these guys to go into the bye week with a win in front of our home team against a team that's trying to get to the super bowl on the afc side what kind of motivation and what kind of relief that would be to get a whole week off after that and getting that kind of emotional monkey off your back, that better be motivating for them to get their crap together these next four days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we really have to hope for. Um, I mean, once they get, you know, once they get past that, once they get past Cincinnati, um, I mean, we talked up, we talked a little bit about Jacksonville on the parlay uh, show. Um, I, I don't personally think that Jacksonville should be a problem uh for us um and i we'll definitely be, don't we'll think be reporting that, on that game if you were if you weren't aware i know i know you guys are going to be down there <laughs> i'm so disappointed i really wanted to make it down i can't make it down this year i'm so bummed um uh, dang. I, I know i really wanted to come down it just it, it's not going to work out for me this year um but uh i i'm not overly worried about the jacksonville game um i don't think tampa bay should be a problem either um so you know if we can get past cincinnati like I said, we should be eight and two heading into that bird stretch. And, you know, I, I know you have concerns about Seattle. Um, I'm not overly particularly worried about Seattle. I don't think that they've been that standout this year. Um, they have, they, they have looked and, worse. I'll give you that. They have looked worse, but it's that, it's that rivalry. I've seen way yeah. too many losses against them for me to ever think that we'll ever be more than three point favorites against them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess the thing for me is that they've beat – so they did beat the Lions this year. I'll give them that. That's a good quality win. But they've also beaten the Panthers, the Giants, and the Cardinals, who are three of the worst teams in the NFL. Woo! So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a lot of faith that they're actually able to beat anybody. Not They play the Browns this week. I'm going to be curious to see – how the Browns play them. And if the Browns defense just kicks their teeth in, um, you know, then we'll see. But uh, I'm not overly concerned about the Seahawks myself. That is reassuring. When you, when you put it that way, that is a little more reassuring. I just, I don't know, call it, call it PTSD. I'm not, <laughs> I've seen so many losses and they were close. They were uh, surprisingly close games last year, but, but no, when you put it in that way, maybe Seattle is actually a little worse than they were last year. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and see, and that's the thing too, that gets me about the, the lions too, right. Is we just, we, we talked up the lions, right. We said, Oh, the lions are going to go through this stretch, right. They're going to, they're, they're going to beat everybody. They're going to be, you know, 14 and one or whatever, heading into the, into the home stretch. Well, the, the lions yacked up a game against the Seahawks 
Um, and the Lions yacked up a game. Now, the Ravens are good, but they looked terrible against the Ravens. I mean, they weren't even competitive in that game. Um, so is it possible that the Lions yak away a game to the Saints? Maybe. Is it possible that they throw uh, away a game to the Green Bay Packers? Eh, eh, maybe. Is it possible they lose to the Chargers? Well, that's a real possibility. The Chargers aren't a bad team. It's to me, it's going to be which team you know hobbles the game away themselves, right? Because the Chargers just throw away games. The Lions throw away games. So which which team's going to give away the game themselves? Um, you know. And then when they get down there to that last stretch between Minnesota, Dallas, and Minnesota, I have. I have little belief that the Lions are going to go three and zero through that particular stretch. Um, so you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, you know, it's going to be very interesting as we come across the second half of the season. See how everything shakes out. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity here for for uh, there's still a lot of opportunity for the 49ers to get this number one seed. Um, they're going to have to play hard. They're going to have to play well. Uh, and they're definitely going to have to fix a lot of the things that are not going right now to get there. Um, but they can get there. I I agree. And this was a nice, nice kind of meditative, like, okay, it's a very <laughs> long season. Yeah, you're mad about this game. But, yo, I told James what the 48-hour rule was last, uh, yeah, last week. Just be happy for two days. Be sad for two days. After those two days, just the rest of the season, like, get back into the film room, take a motion out of it, just get ready for the next. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, I really do think we're going to be sitting here talking about, well, I, you know, maybe you and James will be sitting here talking about that that Baltimore game coming up in that week 16. I think I think you guys will really be talking about what that game is going to be like and the impact that that's going to have on the season. I think that's really going to end up dictating a lot of what happens. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, especially contextualizing it now, now, now that we've more or less got a uh, half a season under our belt. Yeah, that Ravens game could be pretty damn important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna have to I, completely abandon my family on Christmas for that. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> oh, that's gonna. Yeah, no, we're definitely. I'm gonna have to tell. I'm gonna have to tell my family. Like, yeah, for opening presents, like the TV's at least on if it's muted. It's it's gotta be on. Like, um, yeah. Or no, I got um. We do need to wrap this up, but uh, I do have um because I got a new car. I have um, I have sports channels from Sirius on my, uh, on my phone now. So I've been listening. There you to go. Topical games. Uh, there you go. Not the not the primetime ones, but like the one o'clock and the four o'clock ones. I'll mute the TV and I'll pull Greg Papa up on my computer and listen to them call the game instead. Nice. So there we go. So there we go. I'll just have Greg Papa in my ear on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, guys. Um. That's all we got for you on this week's episode. Um, I do have to get out of here real quick, but uh, not before I tell you about our sponsors, RoyalRetros.com. What is RoyalRetros.com? It is your go-to place to get an authentic throwback jersey, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, any of the major sports, Royal Retros will hook you up, and we are going to hook you up with a 10% discount code using the code SHADYSPORTS. That's right there below me. Put Shady Sports in the promo code and you'll get 10% off your entire order at royalretros.com. Check out their candlestick collection, by the way. They have a bunch of Niners-themed things in the candlestick collection, so check that out now, Niners fans. And again, use our promo code Shady Sports to get 10% off of your entire 
order. Also, guys, we are doing uh, our charity uh, campaign as well. Still holding owners to higher standards or meet the standards at least that the players are held to. I started with Dan Snyder, the Texas party owner, got into his own trouble, Kentucky with misconduct. Our own CEO of York has been named in the lawsuit. It's, it's just kind of ridiculous to me and James. So we decided owner standards over standards needs to spread. Same with hashtag owner accountability. Because we think it's just kind of ridiculous that these owners can get away with what they can while the players can get suspended for insane amounts of time for like the littlest infractions. That's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, we've obviously dove deeper into this uh, on men many an episode before, but what we're doing to help raise awareness of hashtag owner accountability is uh, selling shirts for charity. The shirts, I will go through them right here. This one has our logo, the hashtag uh, owner accountability, owner standards, over player standards. It comes in different colors that you see there, different sizes, only $22.99. And then that's not all. We have brought back the owner standoff shirt that was designed during our Fire Dan Snyder campaign. All the owners in that cool little standoff there. That's been brought back. This. We also have standard gray shirt with our cover on it on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you play podcasts. We also have the alternate uh, part with just the text and the goalposts and a couple peanuts on there. And then last but not least, our cutest shirt. It is our 49er peanut mascot eating a bowl of peanuts, watching the 49ers win a game. So he clearly wasn't watching this week or last week's game. But hmm. with that said, Guys, we don't want any money from these shirts. All the proceeds of the shirts are going to go to a Kentucky crisis center. We will name that crisis center once we are done with the campaign. But like I said, this is our little, our little act of kindness that we want to, that we want to do. We want to, uh, we want to hold the owners to the same standards that the players uh, are held to. And we just want to, like I said, spread awareness of that. We don't want any money from this. We want to get you a cool shirt and, help somebody's life in Kentucky. So with that, I don't really have any final say for the news. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have a final news update for this. Just a reminder, everybody, because I didn't plug it on the last two episodes, we are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals at 4.30 on Fox, I believe. It's Fox, but uh, checking CBS. No, that's surprising. 4.30 East Coast time, 1.30 West Coast time on CBS. So Tony Romo might be calling this game. But uh but yeah, that's who we're going to be playing after this short week, hosting the Bengals. And uh, Eric, do you have any final thoughts before signing off for the week? You know, I just wanted to say, hope we get a win this week. Uh, we really need to break out of this slump. And thank you very much, Dan, for letting me be on the show, uh, getting the opportunity to come on and be a part of the show. It's always a blast to be on here and kick it with you. Uh, never, never get a, never get tired of being on here and sharing my thoughts. So thanks again for having me on. Of course. Honestly, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, you've come in clutch twice now with scheduling conflicts and you uh, getting to meet you uh, and the super fan that you are. It's It honestly has been a lot, a lot of fun. And I don't mean that just to, I'm not saying that in a way just to close the show. Like, honestly, <laughs> it, has been, it has been fun to kick it with you and hopefully we'll get to see each other at a game someday. Yeah, one of these days, man.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, guys, that is all we got. Again, hosting the Bengals on CB on CBS uh, at four thirty. We will catch you then. Uh, outro music: River Road by Justin Muth. See you next week. Beat the Bengals. Later on. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road.